I want to start off, I, I'm going to talk to you about your net worth. Um, but before I do, I want you to know that I want to just back up what, what Pastor Andrew has been teaching about. Fear is a spirit. There are so many spirits that we have to deal with. God said, when he said, when in the, in the God said to, to himself, God said, let us. So you know there was more than one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our image. He didn't make man to look like you, maybe with a bald head and a little white here, you know, no. He made you spirit like he is. And that's what he was saying, let's make man in our image. Actually, I, I wrote a song to that that I'm still writing, but it's gonna be a good song. It talks about what God did, it's actually a ballad. God said, let us make man, make him spirit, let him stand in our image with a will, and if he stumbles, love him still. That's just the beginning, that's just a teaser, so you need this song. Praise God. Let's look, uh, to, let's begin with Ephesians 3, verse 8, okay? I don't have that. Do you, are you able to put that up where I can see it? Okay, I'll get my phone out. I want you to, want you to notice what he said. Ephesians 3, verse 8. He said... Let's see. No, Ephesians 6. I'm sorry. Ephesians 6, verse 11. Let me get my sea legs going here in a minute, okay? I haven't preached for a while. God has done some great, great things for me. And that's another whole story, and I'll, I'd love to share it with you at some point in time. So, Ephesians 6, verse 11. It says, put on the whole armor of God. What he's saying is you need to be strong. Everybody say, of God. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You mean I don't wrestle against my neighbor? No. I don't wrestle against my professor. I don't wrestle against that guy that's after my wife. It's all a spiritual thing. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness, against spiritual hosts. You know what host is? Multitudes, spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the, armor, the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand in the evil day. Couple more scriptures I want to show you. And we're going to let Paul and John talk to us today. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 3. I want to show you something what God is planning on you. Let me tell you something, a bad word to me. I've heard people, I've talked to ministers that have about their, you know, God has blessed Pastor Barbara and I with a, a ministry praying for the sick. God has shown me that there are only two that can take your life. One is God. As a believer, one is God. God has the authority. It's appointed. God has that authority, but the other one is you. 
You're the only other one that can take your life. God showed me in the book of Job. I always thought the book of Job was just there. But God showed me. I'm, I'm laying in a hospital bed wondering, God, I, I don't, you know, I'm not perfect. But I walk in your mercy and, and I've tried to do good. I've lived my life for you. He showed me Job. And Job, Job had this good reputation. This, he was a model character. Uh, he was just, just, he just, he was a helper. He was an advisor. He was a counselor. He was a giver. And all of a sudden he found himself with this poison in his body. And I realized that God picked that fight. Job was walking through the, around the world. God said, have you considered my servant Job? Satan said, yeah, but you, 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 you always protect him. You need to know that God is going to protect you. But there comes a time in your life, and I've noticed this in older people's lives, that have lived and lived and lived and proved their life, proved their character, proved their, their honor for God, proved what they, they, they taught and lived. There's a day, there may be a day, I can't speak for God, that you're going to be tested. And I want to tell you something, that a faith that hasn't been tested is a faith that can't be trusted. God knew, God knew that Job wouldn't let him down. Even Job's wife told him, why don't you curse God and, and die? And I, I'm thankful that Pastor Barbara didn't say that to me. I got, I got so weak. I got so weak that I couldn't, I couldn't even walk. I had to walk in a walker, and that's just a couple years ago. And, and God is a miracle worker. But I want you to know that, that God will be glorified. It's, it's up to you to continue walking in your character, walk in your integrity, walk in your trust for him, walk in, your, walk in the victory, walk in the truth. Jesus said you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. What's the truth? What is Jesus? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You'll know the truth. And that's what we're gonna try to do is just back up what, what leadership has been teaching us recently and so you need to know that this is a spiritual thing there's spiritual stuff going on i want i want you to see um ephesians 3 um, let me do it again so, sorry ephesians 3 verse 9. now this is paul talking uh, let's go back to 8. he says to me who am the least of all. He said, he's, what he's telling us is that I was the worst. You think you're bad? You think you're a bad sinner? You think you forsook, forsook God? You think you were bad to believers? He said, I was the least of all the saints. To me, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning, beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent, catch this, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God, that means multifaceted faceted truth and ways of God, 
to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. He says, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the devil and all of his cohorts. That's your job. That's your job. I've talked to people that, and I was going to tell you about this bad word. This bad word is sovereign. I was talking to, I've talked to a couple of pastors that, that received this affliction. All it is is a test. It's going to pass. You must stand. He's given us the truth. And I've heard people say, well, you know, God is sovereign. Well, I, let's don't take away his sovereignty. God is sovereign. But you have a job to do because the sovereign God gave you a job to do. He said, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be known by the church to the devil, to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. You get that? Now look with me at, at let's go clear on down to verse, verses 20 and 21. In verse 20 of the same chapter, Paul tells us, now to him who is able to do, we're talking about God, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, everybody reach up exceedingly, hold your hand up here, exceedingly, now say abundantly, now say above, now say above all, that we ask you can't get that high you can't get that high now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works where in you so so okay god is sovereign i've heard i heard a pastor say the other day a sick one he said it is what it is listen that's the saddest thing you could ever say it's not what it is. You have the authority to change it. You can change it. You can change it. You can change it. Hallelujah. It's not what it is because now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we would even ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him, catch this, to him be glory, where? In the church that's in you. To him, you have a job to do. To God be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Say generations. We're, we're emphasizing generations. It's so important for you and I to know that we have a job to teach those under us. We have a job to teach those around us. To him be glory uh, by Christ Jesus to all generations. I make it personal. Father, now to you who are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that Barbara and I would ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to you be glory in Barbara and I, by Christ Jesus, to all generations forever and ever. Make the scripture personal for you. Would you do that? All right, we're going to learn about the spirit. We're going to learn about fear. Uh, Pastor Andrew says fear is a spirit. Fear is definitely a spirit. So let's go here then to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, a spirit of fear. Catch this. New King James Version says, but of. See that? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of. In between but and of, 
it's, it's a silent, but it's true. It's the word. God has not given a spirit, us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. You need to understand that. Uh, fear is a spirit, and you have authority over the spirit. I'm going to show you that. I'll get relaxed about the time. It's, it's time to get off of here, okay? Thank you for your patience. Look with me at Romans chapter 8, verse 15. I want to talk about your net, net worth. Your net worth. Look at this. Romans 8, verse 15. He said, he said you didn't receive the spirit of bondage. You know, Jesus said, the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. So catch this, for you didn't receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. I didn't have a very good father. I didn't have a father that, that I didn't have a good father, okay? And many of you, I've talked to a lot of you, and many of you, this is a, this is a, there's so much stuff going on. A lot of people didn't get to live in just a mom and dad home with a mom and a dad. Some of you didn't have moms, some of you didn't have dads. But uh, my father, my father in heaven, I talk to him, I just say, Daddy, I love you, thanks for loving me. And I can talk to him like he's my best friend. For those of you that, that, that have been raised like that, I had a friend that still have him. He's, he was locked in a closet all of his childhood with a rope around his neck. Never saw his dad. He was locked in a closet. Oh, but he has a relationship with Father God. Praise God. So, so you didn't receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy. The spirit himself, your spirit, you're created in his image. You need to understand the importance of the spirit that you are and the spirit that is after you. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Everybody say, I'm a child of God. He said, and if children, then heirs. That makes you big now. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I want you to understand joint heir. You know what a joint heir is? A joint heir means that uh, you don't just own half of what, uh, you don't have, own, my wife and, own, and I own half the house. She has half, I have the other half, and she has a piece of tape down the, the middle of the house. <laughs> kidding. But a joint heir means that you and Jesus have the same. You and Jesus have everything that God has. Did you hear that? You have to know this now. You have to know this because you're coming against, this is a spiritual battle. He said, um, um, if children, you are chil we are children, the spirit has, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God and if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs, partners in, in inheritance, partners in authority, partners in victory, now, Father has given Jesus the preeminence even above himself. Father God said, I give Jesus the preeminence. 
you're not preeminent, but you are a partner with Jesus Christ. You're an owner. And you need to know that you own the Word of God. You own the truth. You'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Catch this. Now, you got to get it. You can't just say, well, you know, that's Scripture. Scripture is the truth. You'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. If children, then heirs, heirs of God, <clears throat> heirs of God. How much does God have? Heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, if indeed you suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. How much suffering? Yeah, you've never suffered the bloodshed yet. If, but the, 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 the key here is to, for you to understand your, your uh, it's not the money you have in your pocket. It's not, it's not uh, the money you have in your hands. It's not the properties that you have. It's not all of your holdings, everything that you've ever had, everything that you've ever gained. It's not there that you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. What is your net worth? You need to be telling me everything that God has. So I'm going to ask you and you answer. What's your net worth? Let's do it again. What is your net worth? You need to understand that that's who you are. You're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Did you know that when you speak uh, healing, when you speak over someone or over a situation in the name of Jesus, it's just exactly as if Jesus himself were saying it because you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ, the son of the most high God. So what's your net worth? Praise God. Hallelujah. Look with me at Luke chapter 10, verse 17. So we're not looking at your self-worth. You know, if you look at your self-worth, I never thought that I would ever, ever amount to anything. And if I was the poorest guy in the whole world and still be a joint heir with Jesus Christ, my net worth is everything that God has. That's just a beautiful thing. You can't be a, a joint heir with Jesus Christ and not be victorious unless, unless you just do it in your own mind. Don't look at your self-worth. Look at your net worth. What's your net worth? Luke 10, verse uh, 17 through 20. It says, then the 70, Jesus had sent out 70 people and and two by two and they they were ministering they came back so excited check this out they came back they returned with joy saying lord even the demons are subject to us in your name and he said to them i saw satan fall like lightning from heaven behold i give you this is jesus talking i give you the authority to trample on little bugs and serpents and scorpions and over all you need to catch this it seems like if you're not careful you're going to say yeah but that you know uh, that's that's a figure of speech you need to understand that Jesus said this is the authority giver he is the authority he said I give you authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you nevertheless catch this don't rejoice in this Notice the next line, that the spirits are subject to you. Catch that. Everybody say together, I'm a believer, so the spirits 
are subject to me. You need to understand that. As a child of God, the spirits are subject to you. You need to understand that. Fear is a spirit, as Pastor Andrew has told us. So he says, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Hallelujah. He said, don't rejoice that the spirits are subject to you. The spirits being subject to you just simply come with the salvation package. As soon as you accept Jesus into your heart, you, uh, you receive this authority. Jesus said, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means, that means for any reason, you need to catch that. Then why, why have I got, because you need to get a hold of the word of God. Speak the word of God over your life. He has given you an exit, a way out. He's given you health. He's given you, oh, you'll have, he said, in this world, you're going to have stuff happen. But be happy. Okay, let's see. In this world, I'm going to have stuff happen, but I got to be happy. He said, because I've overcome the world. That's what he said. He needs, he, he wants you to know that you're his joint heir. You're a partner with him. You're, I used to say, we're, we're like deputies. No, we're not deputies. We're, we're partners in the, in the soul-saving business. We're partners in the truth business. So if you understand that you're a partner with Jesus and your net worth is everything that God has, it needs to change your mentality. It needs to, ch it to change uh, the way you think of that poor person that's sitting on the street. It needs to, to, to if, if he loved me and Jesus loves them, then I need to be taking on some of that love because I am a partner with Jesus Christ. So what's your net worth? Hallelujah. Praise God. So you have that authority. It's just so awesome, and it comes with the salvation package. Look with me at 1 John 4, verses, verse 1. He said, Beloved, don't believe every spirit. Almost everything is about spirit. Don't believe every spirit because there are liars. I, I've had people come to me and say, it had to be God because I got the loan. <laughs> it didn't have to be God because you got the loan. You need to hand that off to God, cast your cares upon you, him because he cares. And he will guide you. He will empower you. He will direct your path. It says he will direct your path. Don't, uh, don't lean on your own understanding. Trust him in all your ways and he'll direct your path just a beautiful thing so it didn't have to be God because you got the loan so make sure it's God that you got the loan everybody got that so he says beloved don't believe every spirit but test the spirits whether they are of God because many have, of false prophets have gone into the world by this you know the Spirit of God every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God and every spirit that doesn't confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, and, um, which, you, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Now notice what he said here. He said, you are of God, little children. 
born of God. When he says of God, that means you are born of God, little children, and have overcome them because it comes with the salvation package. You need to understand that. If you don't understand it and walk and live and move and have your being in that, you won't, you won't have that victory. He said, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. What's your net worth? Everything that God has. You just need to know it, think it, live it. 1 John 4, verse 16. It says, we have known, and I want you to catch this, this is so cool. You have known, we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. Let's just stop there for a minute. If you were to slice God down the middle, and you couldn't, but if you could, what would you see? Love. God is the very essence, the very epitome, the very core of God is love. Catch this. Um, he said, we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. That's another little place. God in, God abides in. There, is, there are some other words in there you need to, to, to know that are there. God abides in you. <clears throat> Catch this. Verse 17, love has been perfected. I want to talk to you about that perfected. Love has been perfected or consummated in this, that we may have boldness. First definition of that word right there is fearlessness. Hear that? Love has been perfected. Uh, consummation doesn't mean when a couple comes together and becomes married, they consummate that marriage. But when we, you accept Jesus in Christ, you accept that relationship. You have a relationship. It's just not God over there and you here. You have a relationship with God. And that's what he's saying about it being consummated. Love has been perfected or consummated among us in this, that we might have fearlessness in the day of judgment or the day of crisis or the day of trouble or when, the day when things go wrong. Catch this now, because as he is, how is God? Let me read it again. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we might have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, how is God? Is he fine? Is he afraid? Is he full of fear? As he is, so are we in this world. He's talking about you in this world. He's talking about how you are in this world. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we might have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so am I in this world. Everybody say, so am I. As God is, say it, so am I in this world. See, you're a child of God, an heir of God, and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. That means everything that Jesus has, everything that God has, Jesus has, you know that. So everything that Jesus has, you have. You're a joint heir with Jesus Christ, the Son of the Most High God. So as he is, so are you in this world. Is that awesome? That's just so beautiful. And then it goes on to say, there is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. Now, I'm talking to people that have been dealing with fear. Fear, fear is a terrible thing. 
Fear is the thing that will, and I've done this so many times when I was younger and still tries to come in when I, as I'm getting older and, and I'm not really old yet, but I, oh, just kidding. But fear will try to slip into your life. He says, there's no fear in love. Just snuggle up to Father because as he is, so are you in this world. Get it? Perfect love, perfect love, consummated love. It's love that has a relationship with God. You hear that? Perfect love has a relationship with God. Perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears hasn't been made perfect in love hasn't been made perfect perfected hasn't hasn't you haven't checked your relationship the word perfect means that you have enhanced your relationship you gotta get a hold of god he says in isaiah 40 that to 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 uh, to wait upon the lord and he'll renew your strength like the eagles to wait upon the lord is to the word wait just actually means you just take a rope and lash yourself to God. Father, I need you. I want to hold your hand. I want to be with you. I want you to comfort me. I want you to guide me. I want you to help me through this situation. This is big, Father. He said he will renew your youth. As you wait upon the Lord, he'll renew your youth like the eagles. Praise God. I need a little renewing. Tavo, maybe you can come and help us right now. Uh, <clears throat> I want to read... Uh, want to go in it says if someone says i love god and this is good for all of us especially even leaders pastors leaders shepherds people that are working with people it's so easy to get burnt out on people did you know you get burnt out on people you can get burnt out on people i work and i work one time i was i was building i built every church i pastored i built in built i was always doing something one time i told the lord i said I was so disgusted. No help. I'm by myself. God, these guys don't, these don't need, these people don't need this church. In my face, he said, this church is not for these people. This is for the future. You're doing it now for the generations, the generations, the generations. I want to encourage you leaders. Don't stop loving your people. Don't stop loving your people. God. I ask you to just douse your people with love. Douse these, this dream team with love. Douse, douse this pastoral team with your love. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he do, who doesn't love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hasn't seen? And this commandment we have from him that he who loves God, what's that word? Must. He who loves God must love his brother also. I don't want to, I, I, it's easy to get bitter. You think that you have this thankless job? Nobody cares? Let me tell you something. This is a team effort, y'all. It's a team effort. We're making no small plans here. God has a beautiful, beautiful future for celebration. Make no small plans. Make no small, small plans. Understand your net worth, which gives you the foundation, the ability to say, hey, Satan, I've got something to say to you. Let me tell you something. I, I also, also used to say to my people, don't you talk to the devil when he talks to you. Now I say, you talk to him because you got authority over him. 
every day, every day. I say, Satan, every demon, every demonic force, every ruler of darkness, every evil power and principality in heavenly places, every spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places, in the name of Jesus Christ, you leave celebration alone. You stay away from celebration. You have the authority. You need to understand. Understand your net worth. You have the authority. You have authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing by any means shall harm me. Arm you. Understand the authority that you have as a child of God. God is doing some great things. I want to pray for you, Father. You're just so good. Thank you for this choice. Wonderful, wonderful congregation. Thank you for this dream team. Thank you for these precious speakers, for our pastors, the best pastors ever. Thank you, Father, for Rob Golden and all of his beautiful teaching. Thank you, Father, for Pastor Andrew and Rissy. Thank you for all of these leaders, all of these committed leaders. I pray your love. Just douse them. Douse them with your love. Douse them with your Holy Spirit blessings, Father. I ask you to fill every heart that doesn't know Jesus with you right now. As a matter of fact, I just want to lead you in a prayer. Maybe, maybe you're here and you don't know Jesus. You need to understand that when you accept him into your life as, as your personal Savior, you have all this authority. You become a child of God, an heir of God, and a joint heir with Jesus Christ, and your net worth becomes everything that Jesus has because God loves you so much. I just want to ask you, over here, those that might not know Jesus, you would love to accept Jesus. Raise your hand. Let me just see. Okay, and just across here, let's just, if you, if you would like to accept Jesus, we'll just pray a simple prayer. Raise your hands. God bless you. Raise your hands, and I want to lead you in a prayer. Will you pray with me? And I, I'm going to ask all the congregation to pray. Precious Heavenly Father, you've been so good to me. You th I thank you, Father, that you so loved me, that you gave your son Jesus to come into this world and bleed and die so that I don't have to. I thank you, Father, for Jesus, that he didn't stay dead. He came forth alive and well and victorious to now make an intercession for me so that I can be a partner, a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for helping me to understand my net worth. I have everything that God has through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's give him a great big hand. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 